2: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
3: devastation in florida flooding millions without power and we have deaths in the hundreds Those are the headlines in Florida this morning in the path of Hurricane Ian as first responders from our region are heading to help in those rescue and recovery efforts. Uh, We don't have a count yet from authorities, but they say the deaths are devastating. And within within the hundreds of people, many of whom drowned in their own homes. But we're we're following this for you, of course, and the prayers of the nation turning to those in Florida, devastated by this, and as well, Ian. Now, you know, making its path into Georgia, into southern states, and yes, we'll feel the remnants of of rain and raw, windy weather this weekend. But many from our region, not just sending prayers, uh, sending money, donations, and help for those ravaged by this. A historic storm that is happening as well. And today is the day of reckoning, as it's called, with D.A. Larry Krasner on trial, if you will. And that's the headline, not not a criminal trial, but rather hearings set up by lawmakers in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to investigate the policies. Of D.A. Larry Krasner, because under Krasner's reign, yes, yes. We've seen skyrocketing murder rates, crime rates, carjackings, more than a thousand. Well over 400 murders so far this year. And so that's happening. And then the search for suspects across the region, not just a few suspects, but armed, dangerous killers and violent criminals in our region. And not just in Philadelphia and not just the ones accused in the deadly shooting outside a high school this week. But Abington police are trying to find two teenagers wanted for an armed carjacking of an elderly man. So police say the teens attacked an 82-year-old gentleman in the parking lot of Willow Grove Park Mall. It happened a couple weeks ago. They still have not caught these two, but they do have surveillance video and other, other details they've been releasing as Abington police search for these armed carjackers. So we are we are following all of these late developments. And then other national news, of course, as well. As I talked about, you know, Philadelphia children um, making national news and not in a good way, and Philadelphians in general uh, suffering with the highest obesity rates in the nation. So I'll bring you that Stephanie Saul report upcoming to to weave in what's happening in Philadelphia. And President Joe Biden on a national stage pushing to expand free school meals yesterday as part of what he's calling a new national strategy to end hunger. And at the same time, he's trying to lower the obesity rates. So he wants to increase healthier eating by the year 2030. So President Biden and this administration trying to stamp out hunger. And this comes as rising food costs have become a, a political liability, obviously, for Democrats ahead of this fall's midterm elections in six weeks. So grocery prices increasing you know, 7% last month, and that's month to month. Year to year, it's 13.5%. The Wall Street Journal has a great article about this. Biden seeks to expand free school meals programs. And um, Biden speaking out about that one. Do we have Biden speaking about this? Uh, we do not. No. Okay, that's okay. But we're looking at this, and you know, it's a it's a huge effort. And I, to me, I support. You know me. I support um, not eating junk food and making the meals in food in the food and the meals served in in schools healthier, not fried. And serving more vegetables, I've said, why not do what, you know, businesses do? I know Cooper University Hospital, for example, they have a community garden. A lot of businesses and communities have done this. Why not promote that schools have community gardens or help with a community garden where they can, the kids and you can, you can weave it into science class. So instead of talking about, I don't know, sexual identity, which is a big push. Why not, you know, weave in science class and a vegetable garden? Have the kids help grow the vegetables and l- learn about, you know, growing healthy food and how delicious healthy food that you've grown in your own garden. It's so much more delicious and tasty if if that's something you do. So I, I support this kind of idea. Um, but then, as you know, the 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 White House was trying to change the narrative and change the subject from the troubled economy ahead of the November elections. President Biden, you know, talks about this ending hunger in America by 2030. So now picture this, he's holding a news conference at the White House to tout this program and to thank those, including locally, Senator Cory Booker was among those who's been pushing for this. So it's supposed to be a big moment where the president is is changing, you know, changing the narrative and talking about something positive, talking about healthy eating for all of us, nutrition amid high obesity rates. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. And so the White House had, you know, rolled out this national strategy on hunger, nutrition and health. And I had told you about this this week. I had reported this to you. I told you how they they're even pushing uh, for legislation that would put at least some labeling on the front of food rather than that back label. And for me as a mom who has a kid with type 1 diabetes, we count carbs all day long because if you're a diabetic, type 1 or type 2, you're not looking at, you, yes, you look at the sugar content, but it's not just the sugar content. It's all about the carb content because why? Carbs, when you eat them, that's what, turn, well, that's what your body turns to sugar. If you have any level of diabetes, your body does not have the ability to then convert those carbs, and that becomes a big problem and a huge problem to your health. So I thought, okay, let me read more about this. Let me look at the labeling. Okay, you with me? So let's listen in now. As President Biden, uh, he he's announcing this, but then he announces somebody who tragically. Should I just let you hear it and then explain it? Just listen in, and if you haven't heard about this, I'll explain it, but listen in.
1: And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she she was going to be here. To help make this
3: Okay, so this is, it's sad. It's sad because when he says, where's Jackie? And I know this has gone viral, but he is, the person he's referring to, uh, the person whose family he's meeting with, I believe today or tomorrow, is a representative named Jackie Walorski. And she tragically recently died in a car accident. So she died in this car accident in August and she's an Indiana Republican lawmaker. And this was a, a, you know, a tragic situation that she died and it was, it was August 3rd. Okay. Now we're in late September. She was killed in this car crash. Her, her vehicle had collided with a car going the opposite direction. Okay. And, um, and her communications director, Emma Thompson, and the driver of the other vehicle also died. Horrible, horrible situation. And police had later said that the, the person who was, um, who was driving, um, said that Potts, the person who was driving Representative Walorski and Thompson, was at fault for the crash. Okay, because they were trying to pass a truck by going in the other lane and then collided with a southbound car driven by Edith Schmucker. Okay, so it it was a horrible situation all around. And and it was reported at the time in early August. But here's the president of the United States of America on a national stage during what is touted to be a, a huge news conference with big announcements. As they're as they're unveiling this big plan, and they've spent a lot of time and effort, and they're also their goal here is clearly to first of all have the president announce some good news and a positive game plan about nutrition and the health of all Americans. And just play it again for me, Matt.
4: Uh, sorry. Give me one
3: second. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, that's I'll, all right. I'll have it. Give me. Yeah, if you give me. That's one right. Second, I and so, President it.
3: Joe Biden. It's this moment where he's he's thanking someone who died nearly two months ago, and and you know a lot of people have laughed or thought it was snarky. It's not funny. It's not funny for the family of the representative who tragically died, and that Republican representative, by the way, who worked very hard in a in a bipartisan way to make this a reality, thinking about the obesity epidemic. And so this should have been a positive moment. But it's a glaring example of the fact that we have, a, a, you know, the president of the United States who clearly is, um, is suffering with, you know, dementia or senility, whatever you want to talk about it, I think it's obvious. And it does raise an honest-to-goodness issue. Of the fact that when candidates run for office, we as the people, as the the voters, have a right to know their mental health status and their health status, and and President Biden was a candidate who who his handlers hid him in a basement, and they, I, I you know, come on, this is not something that's recent, and it does make me think about the the campaign of Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who's running for a critical office as a United States Senator. And we have Fetterman who has ducked to the media. Well, in truth, the media has not really gone uh, very gr- aggressively after him, but he's doing the same thing. And it makes me question, you know, the, the ability of any candidate. You know, imagine you're, you're applying for a job. And you tell the person, oh, no, well, just look at my resume and I'll send you some recordings of why I should get the job. But I'm not going to give you an in-person interview for the job. Do you think you'd get the job? No, because anybody hiring would say, well, no, you're disqualified. You have to show up for the job interview. And so you have a president who didn't who, who was, you know, clearly and I know it was covid, but who really hid from the campaign, hid him away and concealed all that we deserve to know. I feel truthfully that Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, and I know many are praying for him, that he'll fully recover from a stroke. Of course, of course. But we need to know somebody's health and we need to know if they can, if they're fit to do a job. And this is, we should be concerned. We have every right to be concerned and raise these questions. And the White House, and I should mention to you as well that this news conference was being, um, so sometimes in the media, you have what's called a pool camera situation. They do this in sports, they do this in, in politics, especially national politics, where you have a what's called a pool feed or a pool camera. And then there's a pool reporter. So I'll just point out to you that the pool reporter in this case never put this, he never wrote this in his notes that Biden was saying, where's Jackie? And so it was a producer, you know, reviewing the the tape and listening to all of the, the pool tape and said, what, what's he talking about, Jackie? And that's when this became a story, which brings right. us to now, and to their credit, the White House press pool now questioned uh, the White House spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre, during this press briefing and asking about President Biden calling for A deceased congresswoman, deceased nearly two months, saying, where's Jackie? So listen to the reaction by listen to the question by an ABC News correspondent. And now listen to the reaction from KJP.
0: Final question. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room. For an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month, he seemed to indicate she
4: might be in the room. So so the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be uh, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Friday so of course she was on his mind she was of top of mind uh, for the president he uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday
3: Mm -hmm. that's first of all a non-answer second of all if you are if you are fully with it you're going to make a make a point. You're going to make a point as you're mentioning this to say Senator Booker, so on and so so forth. Bipartisan. This is this is amazing. And also, uh, we want to honor the late great Representative Jackie Walorsky. You see, who was tragically killed in early August in an accident, and we know that that she's in heaven now, watching over us. And and certainly proud of this moment. See, that's what you would say if you wanted to pay tribute to somebody who died tragically in a car accident. But that's not what happened here at all. So do you have the Biden clip before we go? I'm going to go back to KJP and air cut to. OK, as KJP, you know, is lying and, and arguing the case. Just listen for yourself again. Listen to Biden as he says this and then go and then, Matt, try to go right to KJP.
1: And so many of you know so much about this as well and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie?
3: And now listen to KJP defend it.
4: This question of the Congresswoman, and I think we all totally get why she's top of mind. You've made that case pretty effectively. Um, well, thank But I you. think the confusing part is why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the room? I don't find that confusing. I mean, I think many people can speak to sometimes when you have someone top of mind, they're a top of mind, exactly that. Uh, and it is also, if you put it into the context, it's not like it happened without outside of context, right? It happened at an event uh, where we were um, uh, champ- we were calling out the champions, uh, congressional champions in particular of this uh, issue, this important issue uh, when it comes to food insecurity. Something that this administration has led on, led uh, on uh, from the beginning of this administration, not just across the country but uh, but also globally. You heard him talk about food insecurity last week at the U.S and, and uh, the investments that we have put forward uh, as, as, the U- as, as the United States of America and in helping, in helping deal with that. Look, he was at an event, you all saw, you all watched, which is why you're asking the question, right, where he was calling out, again, uh, congressional leaders, uh, a bipartisan uh, leadership that we have seen on this particular issue. And uh, again, he's going to see her family in just two days, and uh, she was on top of mind. I mean, I don't that is <laughs> I mean, that is uh, that is not an unusual, uh, unusual scenario there. Irene, I
0: have John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him. Anyway.
4: When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon as president, then we can have this conversation. OK, go ahead. go ahead.
3: OK, so that, by the way, was Newsmax reporter James Rosen, who's you just heard. It, Rosen says, hey, I have John Lennon at the top of, you know my mind regularly but I'm not looking around for him and then KJP after that ignored any follow-up questions it should be noted that even the new york times reported quote although white house officials insist they make no special accommodations you know the way ronald reagan's team did privately biden officials try to guard mr biden's weekends in delaware as much as possible He's generally a five or five and a half day a week president. And that was the New York Times reporting that. You know, and there's a reference to Ronald Reagan. But I'm just going to say this. Kudos to the Reagan team and Nancy Reagan. Because, you know, this this administration, the Biden's team is so awful at this. They can't even cover it up. Or maybe it's that bad. I mean, my husband and I, Larry Menti and I were talking about, you know, when Reagan, um, Larry was telling me the story, you know, when when Reagan was shot. And the famous story is that nobody knew how bad it was. And so at that point, um, you know, as soon as he could yet stand up, it was Nancy Reagan who was credited with saying, we got to get Ronnie to the window and wave to let the American people know everything's going to be okay. And so, you know, you've, you've got to give her credit. I mean, she always was. She was famous for, you know, kind of wh- whispering to him, giving him talk, talking points and all of that. Um, but this team, you know, is, uh, they're so awful, they can't, they can't cover it up. Or maybe the situation is so awful. You see what I'm saying? It's mind boggling for sure. Do we have more on this? Where do you want me to go next? All right. Um, Moving forward, though, I'll talk more and you'll hear a a Stephanie Stahl report talking about obesity, what's happening here in Philadelphia. So we'll bring you that local angle. So much more is happening. And of course, today, the big day where we have the hearings under beginning um, today and then into tomorrow in the Philadelphia Navy Yard. And that'll bring some national focus as well, looking into the practices of DA Larry Krasner. It's all ahead right here on The Dawn Show. More than 23 million people in America have an autoimmune condition. And with annual healthcare costs estimated to exceed $100 100 billion dollars for them but too often treatments are limited to just steroids or other blunt force drugs that have a broad suppressive effect on the immune system okay and so when we talk about autoimmune conditions you know I'm talking about everything from um diabetes type 1 diabetes like my son has rheumatoid arthritis lupus sclerosis uh, there's so many different autoimmune diseases which is why the announcement made this week of a new 50 million dollar gift to Penn's Colton Center for Autoimmunity that was announced yesterday this is huge it's a gift from Short Hills New Jersey philanthropist Judith and Stuart Colton and the Coltons were instrumental in establishing this center at Penn a year ago with an initial 10 million dollar Donations, donation. This is amazing, and so it's it's helped. It's it's focused here on curing autoimmune diseases like multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, type one diabetes. There's so many of them, and this is this is amazing that they're doing this. And I, I think it's important, you know, to just mention the Coltons and how amazing and generous of a contribution they've made to make our society a a better place, for sure. Now, let's listen in. This is
5: Stephanie Stahl of CBS3. The challenges that our city continues to face. Oops, sorry about that. Philadelphia has one of the highest rates of obesity in the country, according to the CDC, that says 67% of adults in the city are overweight. Nationwide, obesity rates are climbing within certain population groups, according to the latest State of Obesity report from the Trust for America's Health. In Pennsylvania, more than 31% of adults are obese. New Jersey has 26%. And 36% of adults in Delaware are overweight. Just a decade
3: ago, no state in the country had an adult obesity rate above 35%. And these trends are also concerning among our youth. Nearly 20% have obesity.
5: Doctors say the increases are alarming. Obesity raises the risk of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and some cancers.
3: Obesity can be prevented, it can be treated and managed. But yet
5: we as a country haven't really put the investment in to truly address the crisis at the magnitude that it is. Another Another concerning trend, certain communities of color have higher rates of obesity as well as some areas where incomes are low. It's really important to understand that uh, these are driven by long-standing inequities that we see in social and economic conditions in these communities. For example, factors such as poverty, and such as uh, food insecurity, housing instability, having less access to quality health
3: care,
4: and root causes of structural racism and discrimination.
5: And talk about alarming! Check this out. In North Philadelphia, the CDC says 70 percent of youngsters are overweight or obese, and the majority are Black or Hispanic. That is-
3: yes, and so this is uh, really devastating news that Stephanie Saul um, artfully, you know, talks about bringing it to the to the local attention of Philadelphians here, because a lot of these CDC stats are hidden. But to hear that Philadelphia is among the worst in the nation and particularly for our children and black and brown children and good for her because it's not a story that I'm seeing anywhere else. I mean, nobody's really talking about what's happening in Philadelphia with this with this um, epidemic and unhealthy kids. So Kathy's in Bucks County wants to talk about leadership and that leadership matters. Hey, Kathy.
0: Uh- Hey Don, and, and God bless the Colton for their donation. That's a wonderful thing yes. to hear. Um, so I wanted to say that. Um, no, what I, uh, my comment is is um, as you had said, if someone was coming for the job and they needed to get an interview, and they said, "Oh no, that's okay," you wouldn't hire them for the job. So here we are hiring someone for the highest position in our country, and um, when we need someone with the most integrity. And um, someone who can leave this country, and then that's what we get. And now we're going to turn around and have someone like Fetterman do the same thing and 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 head off to up Pennsylvania. Uh, it just seems like it's you know I, I don't know what people are thinking to to put these people in these positions. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable.
3: And you know you met, you look at this guy with his tattoos and his sweatshirts and pretending. First of all, that he's a blue-collar guy when he's never had a, a job that even relates to a, any blue-collar or union worker.
0: And it's it's really, it, it's a facade. Right. He just looks like a, to me, he looks like a very angry person. And, um, and, and he's only going to, um, I think, honor the people that are going to stand for just what he wants. And 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 that's they're not good things Uh, and they're very poor for for many people. And to allow the crime to to explode even more and to leave out people, that are going to cause so much havoc. It's just beyond words.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. The crime is, I think, the big issue. Kathy, thank you for the call. And um, I, I think the crime is what is making the change as you see the polls You know, Dr. Oz coming up. I'll talk more about the polls. And what about Doug Mastriano? There are reports that he's going into a period of fasting and prayer as State Senator Doug Mastriano, who's a Republican, is facing a tougher time in the polls and raising money than his Democrat opponent, Josh Shapiro, who's the current attorney general who wants to be your next governor. We'll talk about all of that moving forward right here on The Dawn Show.
1: you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Economic news today as we uh, head into a cold, dark winter. Winter is coming. We've talked a lot about the economy. But I, I want you to listen, and this is an expert speaking out about the economy. And, and you don't hear much about this. Remember, they debated the word recession and they changed the definition of recession because it's always about the talking points. It's always about the media coverage and never about the reality. Right. Um, but, you know, it's it's just so critical to think about what's happening in our society. Um, you know, why don't I start with uh, Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee. Um, who says we should no longer give China the economic advantage of being considered a developing country, right? This is Utah GOP Senator Mike Lee. He's talking with Maria Bartiromo. Remember, she was the money honey. I don't know if she goes by that anymore, but um, this is Mike Lee um, on FNC discussing a possible amendment to remove the economic benefits that China gets from being classified as a quote-unquote developing country Despite its huge growth over the past three decades, it's ridiculous that they get this. Trump had talked about this. So listen to this exchange
4: know that you recently uh, had an amendment uh, declaring that China is no longer a developing country and should not be treated by the UN as such the publication of this year's fortune global 500 ranking uh, inspired jubilant headlines in the chinese media because china for the third year in a row claimed more companies on that list than any other country china is stealing intellectual property the communist party has made it clear of their intentions to overtake the united states as the number one superpower and yet corporations in America are more interested in selling to 1.4 billion people than actually protecting the freedom and liberty of the American people. What should be done? Exactly right. Look, we voted this week. The Senate voted to ratify the Kigali Amendment
1: to the Montreal Protocol. And it's an environmental restriction internationally. But it declares China to be a developing nation. And as a developing nation, it has 10 additional years to comply with environmental restrictions that uh, the United States and other developed countries have to face. It also receives money from the United States and other
2: developed countries to implement those programs 10 years late. So I introduced an amendment saying it really should not um, be considered uh, a developing nation.
1: China has the world's uh, second largest economy in the house for a decade. China is the world's largest manufacturer. China is the largest emitter of greenhouse gases, an indication that it's very, very developed. And yet we continue to treat it and speak yeah. as if it were doing This isn't
4: fair.
3: Exactly right. It isn't not fair. 100%. You know what else is not fair? Well, Biden's policies. But Biden's America, this is a headline. Biden's America stinks on ice. Inflation already hurting holiday shopping. So that's one headline talking about it's likely to get even worse. The R word recession as Bidenflation is hurting your ability to give out gifts at Christmas this year or Hanukkah. It's not even Columbus Day yet, but record high inflation already has American consumers reconsidering their holiday shopping habits. So this is a new study from DealAid. 56.5% of Americans say inflation is their number one concern this year, um, especially with the fast approaching holiday season. So availability of funds is the number two concern. 46.5% of consumers being worried about not having enough. I hate those Pollyannas, but I have a feeling everybody's going to be doing Pollyannas. According to a report from Bank of America, about 71 percent of Americans feel the cost of living is outpacing growth in their salary or wages. And we know that to be true. That brings us to billionaire Stanley Druckenmiller. And he's being asked. He's a billionaire investor. And he's being asked on what is the CNBC, one of the financial channels about, um, you know, the R word, recession. And listen in as he just speaks very plainly about the Fed's handling of inflation, trying to cool it off, but not doing enough, too little, too late. So listen in.
1: I will be stunned if we don't have a recession in 23. Don't know the timing, but certainly by the end of 23, I will not be surprised if it's not larger than the so-called average garden variety. And I don't rule out, not my forecast, but I don't rule out something really bad. Why? Because if you look at the liquidity situation that has driven this, um, we're going to go from all this QE to QT, we're following an asset bubble. Um, we've been doing all this uh, running down on the SBR, which is now, that's the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's now below 84 levels, even though obviously oil consumption is much higher. Um, we've had a bunch of myopic policies that have actually delayed the liquidity shrinkage. QT has been almost entirely offset by Janet Yellen running down the Treasury savings account. By the way... Pretty amazing policy. She could have sold 10 years for under 1% during this time, Instead, she runs down the Treasury savings account. So all that has masked the liquidity shrinkage, but it really comes into full gear. And she can continue this for a while. We can do the SPR for a while, similar stuff. But by the first quarter of 23, it kind of goes the other way. So our central case is a hard landing by the end of 23, but I don't know. The, I've been wrong on a lot of things. I could be wrong on this, but since I do it for a living, that's our forecast, which is
3: (laughs) which is a recession. recession Yes, which is a recession. Which is you know we hate to hear that, and this is on CNBC. This is right wing, far right wing, extreme. Not really CNBC. So that that's a bummer. But I think it's worth noting as we talk about the economy, winter is coming. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. It's everything you want in a digital casino and sports book. Join Bet Parks with me now. It's the only casino and sports book app I ever recommend. It's going to be a fun weekend. Football, baby. College football, pro football. You can bet the birds every week. Bet Penn State, all your favorite college teams. Live in game betting. You can bet on all the action as it's happening. Just download it in the App Store, Google Play Store, betparks.com. New users, make your first bet risk-free up to $750, and then your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. It's a sportsbook and casino all-in-one amazing app, and you can bet on more than the score. Bet on those individual player performances. That's my thing. It's so much fun. But you must be 21 in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, please. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. gambler First responders from our region are heading to southwest Florida and parts all, all across Florida, really, to help out. And this amid reports that hundreds are dead. We don't have a death toll number, an exact number, but we know confirmed from authorities in Florida, the death toll is rising in southwest Florida. Residents desperately begging to be rescued as they're trapped in their flooded homes. This happening today as historically powerful Hurricane Ian is now just a tropical storm, but the aftermath is incredible of Hurricane Ian. One of the strongest systems in U.S. history, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis speaking out about it, describing the storm as a 500-year flooding event, Coast Guard shoppers plucking trapped residents from the rooftops of their homes. Um, It's just, you know, many people across the nation praying for the people of Florida and sending donations, sending supplies. And you can call 1-800-HELP-NOW to donate to the Red Cross. And so many from our region heading there to help volunteer and bring those supplies. The other big story here locally that's making national news and with huge ramifications for us amid soaring and record heartbreaking uh, statistics of murder, mayhem, crime, and violence this is what's happening and you know down at the navy yard in philadelphia as larry krasner the district attorney now will face his reckoning as dom giordano has written and Day said. Of
2: reckoning yes
3: and dom is just back you've been there what's going on uh
2: well inside the hearing room it was pain seeing these victims yeah. and hearing it and some of them in their own uh way eloquent way in the end just keep on asking why. Why does this happen? No one's in touch with you. Murders are out there person after person. But we have some sound from the protesters. One of my best stylings, I might say, (laughs) when they say, well, you don't sound like a journalist. No, I am a talk show host. (laughs) That caused a ruffle. They actually have puppeteers out there for Krasner. Did you know he has his own puppet? Puppeteers. Giant puppeteers. You know, the left likes those. Yes. uh, Type like a, of like a yeah. Game of
3: Thrones, like puppeteer. a Game of Thrones
2: for Larry Krasner and the debate over. Well, we are a republic. The state has an interest in this, not just the city of Philadelphia. Did not go so well. We'll have that. We have Mr. Toomey though. He didn't testify. I think it's too painful, Don. He's going to lead Come off on. today, and then we'll play Mr. Uh,
5: Toomey, whose son, son
2: Sean, innocent Toomey. victim yeah. of yeah. But it was riveting stuff, and we'll have one of the testifiers on too. So
3: the Dom Giordana show, and it's an important show. And, you know, the local stations will see how much they're covering this as well. Not well, so much. Well, yeah,
2: uh, particularly, Dawn, the thing that Steve Keeley has mm-hmm. the oldest kid that was wounded over at Roxborough High was also shot carjacking an Uber guy last year. So, how is he out of jail to be at Roxborough High? And I believe in my heart of hearts, the target of the shooters. Well, there's one man who I suspect.
3: Yes. And so all these new details are breaking as mm-hmm. Dom breaks it down and covers this major live event. And I will tell you, much of this that you'll hear coming up on the Dom show is exclusive. So we're going to get out a little early. We want to go right to it. Thank you, is that so? The d- oh,
2: absolutely. I Thank mean, you.
3: Thanks for no, uh, this is important
2: on this and uh, the work that you do on it on a daily basis. And I got to say, when you're there, several people were texting me that were in the room saying, Are you looking at the faces in the progressives in the back of the room? So I only turn once to look. That's all that I could take. What can they say to these victims? And the answer is they can't. They have no rejoinder to them, so they ignore them.
3: The Dom Giordano Show is up next. It's a don't miss Dom coming right up.